Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is Tim Quirk, co-founder at Final Offer, to talk about getting more transparency in the real estate transaction and what the home buying competition looks like for this spring. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. You know, you and I met at the National Association of Realtors event, and I was really interested to see uh, kind of the what you are doing with your company and wanted to uh, kind of pick your brain about it. But first, let's start with how did you get to where you are? Yeah, so I, I've been in technology my entire career, um, worked through publicly traded companies and helped bring either new business units or products to market um, and been in the startup world since 2006. And I've had some had some success uh, most recently with uh, a few of my other founders here at Final Offer. We had an enterprise software company in the staffing and recruiting industry called eRecruit um, that we you know, um, brought to market, uh, grew into an amazing company, and then ultimately uh, had it acquired back in 2019, right before COVID. So what drew you into you know, developing a technology for the real estate market? Yeah, so it was, it was a few things. You know, so we had been on the road for years traveling around the world and helping these companies help people ultimately get hired, right? And and to be able to manage that entire process. And one thing that we found that we loved was being in an industry that actually touched someone's life in a really positive way, right? And so as we were continuing to travel, we're like, well, what other industries haven't been touched by technology that touches people's lives? And so when you think about where you live, where you work, I can keep on going with Maslow's whole needs, you know, it comes into that. And so we started exploring, you know, what other industries that are, are really need technology that we felt didn't have it, um, that we could potentially make an impact in. So real estate was an interesting idea for us. Um, but it also came down to our fourth founder, whose name is Kevin Caulfield. Kevin was a, he's a real estate broker in Boston for the last 20 years. And we just started having conversations with him about, hey, what is this technology that you use? Like, what do you use to run your business? And he started getting into the whole offer and negotiation process and how it was really a black hole for everyone involved and all of the challenges that started to come about it. So long story short, we did some research and we're like, you know what? We think we have an idea here. Let's explore more. And that's really where the foundation of the company came from. Well, you know, um, it, it comes at a very good time, right? Like I'm not sure in, in a normal year in real estate, you know, if you had three or four offers, that is multiple offers, um, but that's doable. And, and you would be thrilled with that, right? To ha- even to have two offers on a house would be great. Um, the last three years have been completely crazy. And we've seen things where there are 25 offers, 20 offers, 10 offers. Um, and so I, I feel like, you know, in that in that situation, the complications of trying to do that um, make it make what you guys do kind of way more important. So it was that part of the calculus when you looked at that? You know, it's funny. It, it, it actually wasn't. Um, it actually came more down to the process of if you, when we started to talk to Kevin and started to talk to other real estate agents about the, sure, there's an efficiency challenge when you get to multiple offers, but it actually had to, nothing to do with multiple offers to begin with. It had to do with, do you have a level of trust and a level of confidence in the transaction itself? 
um, both as an agent on either side of the transaction, but also as a consumer, right? Like the two of us, we're not real estate agents and we don't buy and sell homes every day. But when you go through that transaction, you just don't know what's going on. And you only know as much as your agent does. And they may not have all the information necessary for you to ultimately achieve the outcome you want, especially if you're buying. And so that was part of it. The other piece of it was from a seller's perspective, how do you know that you're not leaving money on the table? How do you know that your agent did everything they possibly could to get you the best outcome? And so as we started to explore the challenges around, not just for the agent, but also the consumer, that's where the thesis of our company started to really come into play, which was, look, transparency has been used in so many different industries to improve the experience for all. Um, could that same type of application be done with real estate and to provide everyone an experience where they win? Very interesting. So, you know, transparency is is in the news and uh, in the courts right now when it comes to the real estate transaction and especially like, you know, the value of a buyer's agent, the value of agents in general, Right. How do you feel like so? So first, maybe sketch out what it what exactly final offer does. Um, you know, shortened form, not not a commercial, but would let you know people need to know what we're talking about. And then I have some questions about you know what that looks like in the current environment. Yeah. So so what final offer is? It's a first of its kind offer and negotiation platform that infuses real time offer alerts and notifications so that real estate agents can negotiate a transaction with complete transparency. And so. What's unique about it is, is it is not an offer management platform. It is not an auction platform. It is truly a negotiation platform and it's consumer facing. So we built this for agents to be more efficient and more effective in their business and to be able to grow their business by virtue of bringing this to their client base. So when it comes to the transparency, especially within the space today, I mean, look, the where the lawsuits are and everything else, we don't have a horse in that race. We we are all about the real estate agent and the value of the real estate agent and what they provide to their client base. We feel that the the lawsuits in general all have to do with a lack of transparency. If you really look at the high level, it's a lack of transparency. And then when you look at how either real estate agents are paid, whether how property is negotiated, it's been blind. It's been so in the dark that the consumer base just unfortunately doesn't trust it. Like we actually, we, we poll. So we've done, we've done webinar after webinar over the last three months. And we've been polling real estate agents on the webinars. Do you trust other agents? That number is up to 92% of real estate agents that we poll. We polled over a thousand say that they don't. And it's really telling when it comes to, well, if they don't trust each other, then how do consumers trust the process that they're going to go through this is the largest transaction of their life. They don't do it every day. They want that confidence. So we feel that the ability to provide transparency in the space and, and look, transparency, there's a whole different spectrum of what you can make quote unquote transparent, right? Um, but if you can provide more confidence in this biggest transaction of your life, you can provide more certainty to the consumer base. They can be, have less anxiety and they can ultimately make a better decision faster because you have more information you can bring to them. So is the transparency, like if I'm a consumer and there's a house and, and they're using final offer, if the seller is using final offer, the seller has said, here's the list price, but here's also the final offer that if you make this, if you say you're going to pay this, then it's a done deal. And, and um, 
you know, there's some things that buyers have to go through. There's some hoops they have to go through to make sure they're qualified so that they're not just, you know, throwing that out there. But do they also then see like what other people offer, not just what, what the negotiation is between their agent and the seller, but what other people are offering? Yeah. So it all comes down to the seller and their agent in terms of how they want to manage the process. So what's great about our platform is that they can be forthcoming with what they want. So they can they can run the process kind of similarly to what you do today, right? Like if you look at any property on Zillow or homes.com or anything, there's a list price out there. And well, what does that mean? If you really look at it, I've had, I've had a lot of philosophical conversations with a lot of folks at the top of the industry about this. A list price is just an advertisement. At the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. You can think of it as a starting point, as a target. Maybe it's the top point that a seller would sell their home for. It all varies property to property and you don't have any certainty. So right then and there, there's the lack of trust from the buying communities. You just don't know what's happening. So with final offer, they can put a list price on their home. And as offers come in through our platform, the one piece of certainty that everyone has in the process is that that buyer was represented by a licensed real estate agent and had their financial wherewithal approved by the listing agent and signed a contract up front stating that if they ultimately make the offer that wins, that'll be accepted and they'll move forward in the process. And the seller does the same thing. So to, sellers can provide more transparency by putting other prices on their listing and terms if they so choose. So today, listings don't have the terms of sale that the seller wants, right? Again, it's the biggest asset of their life. Why can't they just disclose, hey, when you're buying my property, I'd prefer to have these terms versus those terms, right? So we've done that with this platform. The other thing we've done is we've allowed the seller and their agent to put monetary value on terms that they care about most. So if they need to stay in their home for another 30 or 60 days after close, because they just don't have the time to be able to go and move, you can be upfront about what that is and maybe give buyers a bump in a, a, a better weight of their offer if they give you that, right? We actually proved in real time to a, a, a homeowner that had a, a $800,000 home. In real time, they realized that a 30-day rent back after the closing was worth $40,000 to them. That's huge, right? If that was me, I would have gone to the Mandarin with my wife. We would have stayed there for a month. Like we would have moved out, but this was really important to them. And so, so with, with the platform, yes, they can put prices that they will commit to accept upfront and they can put what we call a final offer price on it, which is for the first time, if you just want to walk into a home and buy it, you're going to pay a premium and you got to agree to their terms, but you now know the seller is giving you that option if they want to. Right. So it's interesting because, um, you know, the, the, whatever happens with the, um, commission lawsuits could have a very big effect on this process and even on what you guys are doing. Right. Because if, if you, if the buyer's agent changes in a very material way, um, that might change how this process goes. I was thinking when I first looked at it, you know, was this, you guys thinking about like, oh, we could empower the buy, um, the buyers to actually make their own offers, but you're saying no, like it has to be through a real estate agent. Yeah. So we, so when we first launched the business, right, we're all about, okay, who, who are we in, who are we building this for? And we're building it for the real estate community, for consumers, real estate agents, they're amazing. And we've actually learned what's been fascinating for us is that we've learned from so many, these are some great agents that when they first saw what we were doing, they were afraid of, 
are you going to let buyers make offers on their own? Are you going to try and get rid of us in this part of the process? We're like, no, actually the, the reverse. We're going to reinforce your value so that what their value really is, is giving them consultation and giving their clients comfort and helping educate them on this new neighborhood that they have no nothing about, right? And giving them all that type of information. And hey, is this a solid investment for your situation? This gives them more information to be able to help with that versus it's not about writing an offer. It's not about a signature. It's about everything that comes before and after that, that ultimately is the value of the agent. And that's what we've heard from the agents that use this platform, that this has been very helpful for them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, let's talk about the spring home buying market because um, one of the things that has has really, as I said, um, really characterized the housing market in the last three years is the fact that it has been a seller's market, right? The inventory situation has meant that there's just two, as as Logan says, too uh, many people chasing few two homes, and and what you get is um, you get multiple offer situations there. When you're when you guys are looking at this spring, is that what you see coming? <laughs> You know, it's interesting. We already see it happening. Um, so yeah, we do. Um, it's been really telling with this, but you know, we launched this, we launched this platform 14 months ago in Washington, DC, back at the end of October of, um, of 22. And it was crickets when we first launched. I mean, it was like nothing was selling uh, for November, December. Right. And we could start to see it actually uptick the week before Christmas last year. Um, right after the first of the year, we started to see, increase in offer registrations from buyers and their agents and increase in interest on these homes. And yeah, I mean, I think the same thing is, is you guys see, you know, if those interest rates continue to come down a little bit more, I mean, folks are just, you're sitting on the sideline, right? And, you know, the, the one thing that I, I think it's going to be, we've already, we've already have the anecdotal evidence to say, so we'll start to see as things go. But I think week over week, we're going to start to see more and more activity as that, as that occurs. Um, and we're starting to get a bigger, a bigger swath of the marketplace too. You know, when we first launched, we were just in the Washington DC, what they call the DMV area in Massachusetts. We've since launched in Iowa and North Carolina. We're going to another half a dozen States in the next 45 to 60 days, um, as well as up into Canada. And we're just going to have a much bigger data set to be able to actually show real-time information on what's happening when it comes to the negotiation process and how many how many buyers are actually in the market um, at a given time at different price points. I think that's really interesting. Um, as a buyer, it's probably, um, you know, the appraisal, you have a lot of, uh, generally speaking, anxiety about is appraisal going to come back um, in a way that, you know, I'm already pre-qualified for, that the lender thinks this house is worth on both sides for the seller and the buyer. And I think that in multiple offer situations, it's another one of those anxiety producing events because you can just feel so helpless. You're like, I don't know. Do I, you know, we saw in 2020 and 2021 people going way above because they're like, well, what if I'm not, you know, what if I'm not even in the ballpark Um, and then maybe paid too much or, you know, I mean, depends, but I think that 
I think there's a lot of anxiety about this kind of market. I think so. And I think the, the anxiety comes down to, again, that lack of knowing, that lack of transparency in that process. And so the challenge is you see so many people will, will overshoot the outlier bid, right? And they feel they've got to go tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands over in order to be able to get the property. What's been interesting is that the properties that have been on our platform have actually sold for more than the ones that have sold in the traditional way where the blind bidding is occurring and you've got someone making that outlier bid. The difference is, is we've polled all of the buyers to see, do you feel that you have buyer's remorse? Did you feel like you overpaid? That's the fear that they have. They're like, oh my gosh, did I overpay? Could I have got it for 100,000 less? I don't know. Well, now you know. And so that knowledge allows them to not feel like all of a sudden they overpaid. It allows them to know that they actually got it for what they needed, what it was worth, what the market set. And they could see where other people were if the offers on the platform are transparent, which in some cases they are. And so that it's that lack of knowledge that helps the buyers um, make decisions. We've seen, like for an example, uh, in the DC area, they use escalation clauses all the time. By the way, worst thing ever for a buyer. Great for the seller. It's, it, I mean, I feel like they should be outlawed, but anyhow. Um, you know, we, we had agents that used the platform that were representing buyers that they worked with multiple times. And they said, you know what? What is the maximum that you will go to if we were to put an escalation clause in place? We're this, this property is using final offer, so there's, there's no escalation. Well, there is now. But what would you go to? And so we had example after example. And one, I'll never forget this one. The buyer said, I will not pay a dime more than $1.2 million for this property. Right? And the agent's like, are you sure? They're like, yes, 100%. Well, they could actually see the offers come in in real time. Within 15 minutes, the offers went from 1.125 million to 1.8. And they said, I will go to 123. They called their agent, said, raise it to 123. They actually had someone else out, outbid them as that was occurring. But it gave them the confidence to go higher because they could see that there was value in that property and they could see that they weren't overpaying. That's so interesting. You know, I also feel like the one of the pieces about transparency, especially when it comes to accepting some offers over another, I would think would be the fair housing, um, you know, issues here. Because if you have multiple offers, the question always is, well, well, who wins and why? And so, you know, what uh, on our site, one of the the stories from 2010 or 2013 or something like that that keeps popping up is how to win. Um, you know, how to win a competitive offer uh, using a uh, cover letter. So it's like basically telling, you know, telling the seller why you should pick me. And, and really they're, they're not very legal. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, really bumping right up next to things that aren't right because it's like, you know, should that person sell the home to you because you have a family over someone who doesn't have a family? Um, and, and that's, you know, just one of many things we can think of that, you know, for, from a fair lending perspective, why is that person choosing you over their, over others? And by giving them, by making an appeal to these different things, that's not really right. And in a multiple offer situation, you can see the same thing happening, right? You have no idea what's uh, what what fair lending uh, things might be being violated there. So I love the question. We could have a whole day's worth of this podcast just about this one subject. Um, for us, this is what this platform is built for: is that as a buyer. The only thing that should matter is, can, are you financially qualified to make that offer? And do you want to give the seller 
whatever it is, you know, the, the top of what they want. And that should be all that matters. These love letters, whether you have a family, what color you are, what race you are, anything that does not matter. And so that's the one beauty of this solution is that all that is taken out of the equation. And all that matters is whether you're financially qualified and you want to make the top offer with the terms of sale that the seller is, wants, right? And that's really what it comes down to. So the sellers don't have any idea in terms of who these buyers are. Um, all they know is that they're financially qualified and they're represented by a real licensed real estate agent when they're making an offer. Um, and that's critical. I, it's so critical in so many cases. The, the first, when we test marketed this, so we test marketed this in the Boston area back in April of 22. The very first buyer, the younger couple trying to break into a community was very competitive. They lost 17 times before they were able to get an offer accepted. And guess what? They got their offer accepted through our platform. When they saw that how the process was being worked, how it was outlined, and that it, the rules were there and that it was fair, they literally had tears in their eyes at the kitchen table when they were understanding how it worked. And so they went through it. That process did become competitive, but they ultimately had the information to be able to know what it took to get their offer accepted. They got their offer accepted and they're happy. And now they can have their family. They can start their family in that area and, and live there for the next, however long they feel, right? But they could not get an offer accepted. Otherwise, that's a whole other story, but a whole other, whole number of reasons for everything that you bring up when it comes to the fair housing and what's fair and what's at play. So here you are, you're a tech guy coming in, looking at the space. Obviously you saw, um, you know, an opportunity here for transparency. Um, lots of people are looking at the transaction right now, wondering what, what other transparency we can bring. What, what do you see when you look at other opportunities in the way things are done now? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, from, so from our perspective, um, you know, these things that we've got here, phones, you know, getting an, getting a real time offer alert on a property that you're interested in and you're potentially putting an offer in, that's been the fear for so many of us that have gone to buy a home is that you're told there's another offer or you're told there's five other offers. And you always question, is there really? Am I bidding against myself, right? And so that one piece of it is so critical for the consumer to believe it. And by the way, the agents say the same thing. Like, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I don't think there's anything there. And you know what? What's, what's mind-boggling to me is I've seen the stories from the other side of it which there have been properties that have sat on the market for six months that all of a sudden, out of the blue, two offers come in on the same day and no one believes the agent and they can even be upfront about it. If they had a platform like ours, they can show and prove that it actually is there. But without it, we've seen all these stories from the agents that use our software platform that they didn't believe them. So I think it's just, you know, from a transparency perspective, it's really understanding, you know, what's at play. Um, and also, you know, from a, a commissions perspective, I mean, you can see where the agent commissions are starting to head, right? So there's more transparency in, in how agents are getting paid. Um, one other thing that for me struck a chord, not being from the space, was this whole concept of variable rate commissions. Um, it's a big, ugly elephant in the room that none of the real estate community wants to talk about, but it's super impactful for both sellers and buyers of real estate, which is... It's a very simple thing. If the real estate representing the seller will give the seller a discounted commission, if they happen to bring the buyer to the table, right? Um, at the surface, it seems like a win-win. But at the end of the day, the seller may end up not getting 
the best outcome because their agent is pushing a buyer that they're also representing, right? Um, where there might be someone else there that would offer more, but they don't know and they don't know what they're competing against. So ultimately that happens. On the buy side of things, you have no clue. So you don't know that you're, you're, you're going to lose no matter what because that is in play. So it's like, well, why not just be upfront about it? You know, and we tested this a year ago in one community and the agents went out of their mind. They were so mad at the agent that did it. And he was like, I'm not doing it to expose that. I'm doing it to expose it that's there so that I can get the best outcome for my client. Not that I'm trying to get buyers to come directly. I'm doing it for the good of my client. Yet the agents didn't want to talk about it because they didn't want that information to be out in the public for others to learn, for their clients to learn about if they didn't know about it, right? And so it's those types of things that, look, it, it happens, but to be knowledgeable about it and just to have the conversation, I mean, consumer base isn't, isn't dumb. Like they're going to learn. And the more and more as time goes on, they're going to understand how this works. Just be upfront about it. Um, just be upfront about how it's working and then what the options are. I think you're going to be helpful, not just your client, but also in the whole transaction. And so there, there's a number of things like that that we've seen that have been hidden that we're bringing to light. If you want to add that information to a listing, do it. If you don't, you don't have to. It's up to you. So interesting. I, I just feel like, um, like you said, this is this is where we're going. This is the direction we're going is more transparency and in the process for everyone. So um, thanks for being on today and kind of sharing what you guys are doing to, to shine a light. And uh, we'll be interested to see how that goes. And I'll check back with you as we get into the spring uh, selling season. You know, it, I, I wish we had enough inventory that, you know, people had more choice in, in what they were picking. And there was, you know, two or three, that's great. Nobody wants to see 25 offers on a house or even 10 offers on a house. I mean, that just means a lot of work for the agents. Um, you know, you burn out for the buyers. It, it's just not great. So um, we will see how this one goes. It does seem like there's a lot of demand uh, that's been on the sidelines. So we'll see if we get uh, interest rates low enough to pick some of that up. But Tim, thanks so much for being on. Great. Sarah, thank you. So appreciate it. And happy to give an update as we start to see things picking up this spring. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.